The following is a presentation of Morning Drive Media. Broadcasting from beautiful lockdown Burbank, California. This is Life Ranked on the Knapsack Files podcast feed. Greetings, everybody. Welcome to a show that even I thought was dead, but it's it's here. It's a show we call Life Ranked. Me, ranking life. Sometimes it's a guest. I, I originally envisioned it as a show to bring people on and not just do straight-ahead interviews, just talk about things that they know, things they want to talk about, and, and, and come in with a top-five list. Uh, but sometimes I just love to sit down and talk and uh, talk to you guys about what's on my mind and, and in a ranked form, not just the three things. This episode uh, is the first one since July 2019, a simpler time when baseball was uh, around, and that episode was actually the launch, the, the backdoor pilot, if you will, of the uh, Behind the Bag podcast uh, show we do on here with Tom Dagnino. Baseball, we ranked our favorite baseball moments in our own special way. And Tom and I are, are not done talking baseball. In fact, very soon, very soon, it was it was going to be here. Like, we'd be talking about it now because the Major League Baseball season would be starting this week. But obviously, with all the things going on in the world, that's one of the things that's not with us right now. But when it comes back, and even before it comes back, I will be having a, a, a new podcast feed entirely. Taking all the baseball talk. Well, not. I was like, I'm sure there'll be like five percent baseball talk will still appear here on the Knapsack Files. But putting that on another podcast feed, uh, working on the name, gonna gonna uh, beg the very talented Brian Ward with, to work with me again on some logos. We're gonna do it all. We're gonna do it all um, and talk baseball. So if you don't like baseball, you don't have to listen to me talk baseball. You go subscribe over there, and it can be its own thing. Hopefully, I can reach a new audience. It's some of the business thought behind doing that as well. Speaking of business. I want to thank all of you who support me on Patreon, patreon.com slash Ken especially my high-tier supporters, my producers, uh, my executive producers, my associate producers. My executive producers are Thomas Risley, Lethal Logan X, Bedore, Kyle Harlow, Matt Thompson, Taymor, Nathan Ovendale, Zach Anderson, Ty Schellenberger, Chad Benefield, Tommy Terry Green, and Jonas Bergeron. Jonas, we hope you're feeling okay. And um, they're part of something I call the TNF Boardroom which is literally, uh, you know, uh, 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 there's a special chat section on my Discord server. We we all get together. We talk some business. And, in fact, I got to tell you, this is how it works. We actually had We created a, a thumbnail logo for my brick building on Twitch. That was done with the work of uh, Tim Van Newland and John Mariano, uh, both boardroom members. And uh, they worked on that logo. Compensation on the way, because that's how I think, I think it should be done when possible. I'm not... I'm not sleeping on money right now, but uh, it's it's good to pay for goods and services. I do believe that. So uh, that's what we do over there, and I appreciate the support. You're really keeping the lights on right now during this tough and confusing time. And look, it's very serious out there. I've been treating it very serious uh, for a couple weeks now, and, and not that I wasn't treating it serious before, as we talked about on last uh, some of the broadcasts the last couple of weeks, like information changes, situations change. You can start to see like, ah, here's some facts, some data. Uh, it's changing around and we need to address our, our mental approach to the situation. I wasn't lackadaisical. It's just sometimes this stuff doesn't touch you. We have seen 
many, many uh, flus and viruses and whatnots uh, come through the news, come through the headlines over the years. And a lot of people over here, a lot of my friends included, just like, hey, we swine flu, H1N1, we, we've been through this before. We'll be all right. And I, I'm all for that kind of thinking. I don't disagree with that. We've been through it before. That's why you should, you know, anxiety and panic are, are, are real things you're going to have to deal with from time to time. But sometimes go through experiences, go through, uh, you know, um, how we've gone through this before. You just follow those paths and we'll be okay. But this one, I think, started to change because, because it was suddenly now in our faces. It was in our backyards. I know some people who have uh, been battling this. I know some people with some kids who have been battling this. Um, adult children, you know. Uh, uh, I'm worried for my mom and dad. My mom and dad's uh, employment has been affected by this. I've I've lost work. A lot of friends of mine have lost work. The industry I'm in has basically been put on hold indefinitely, which is scary. And so you out there listening, know that I, I'm right there with you. And we're going to get all through this together. Um, but we're also going to have some fun. We're going to have some fun today. Not, not 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 taking any of this lightly, okay? But I also think that's part of the survival, part of how we get through this. And that is why today's Life Ranked is how to get through a quarantine. Now, let's let's just talk about the definition of, of, of the word quarantine. I, I didn't I didn't look it up. I'm I'm lazy. We a lot of people have been saying that. It's a quarantine life. My friend Josh McCougan and his wife Amanda McCougan, my co-host in the afternoons with Josh Ken Amanda. They've been doing quarantine comedy. And I love the use of it. I love the branding of the word quarantine. I know we all aren't quarantined. I know uh, the United States of these Americas, a lot of different cities are under different levels of lockdown, different levels of safer at home, uh, shelter in place, whatever term you want to put on it. We're not under house arrest right now. Yet. Yet. It could be. It could be. Uh, You never know. Stuck up, but not in a panic rush. But we can step outside. You can get in your car and go somewhere. Maybe you don't want to get out, but you can go somewhere. You can go to a store. You've got to be careful, but we're not completely locked in. So I'm just acknowledging up top, I'm using the word quarantine with a little bit of tongue-in-cheek, with a little bit of jest, and just all that's what we have agreed to call this. There seems to be just this general agreement across social media. We'll call this a quarantine because that's what's the easiest, it's the easiest thing for us to digest right now. But again, I understand the differences. So with that in mind, that caveat, let's begin how to get through a quarantine life ranks, special edition, the 25th edition of life rank quarter life crisis. Indeed. Number five, learn how to eat the things in your pantry. These are the things that have been lingering there for a long time. We all know. We've all been talking about it. And we all have experienced the same thing. Grace and I were traveling, maybe ill-advised. Again, situation changed. Data and information changed while we're out and about. We're fine for it. We're good right now. But that was one of the only moments when panic kind of set in for me. A little twinge of it because... You did that, we did that thing everyone does when you travel. Make sure we eat everything down to the last bite of the food we love. Leave the fridge empty so that we can travel knowing that we're not going to come back to a rotten kitchen, right? We all do that. Supplies as well. 
I'm an old dog when it comes to supplies. I'll head on out to a Target or a Walmart or a Walgreens or CVS or wherever, you, wherever you're selling toilet paper, I'll go find it. Like Henry Fonda. Wherever there's a store and there's toilet paper in it, I'll be there. But Grace is younger and more with it, so we've got some of those subscription things, you know, just one touch, boom, you got it. Your, your Tide Pods are at your door. And we eat them, and it's great. We don't actually now we have Tide Pods, and so I think we'll be okay for this quarantine. No, uh, so I didn't think about it. We didn't have a reserve of paper towels, um, Clorox wipes, or toilet paper, or any of that kind of thing. We were running low because our subscriptions were going to hit, and suddenly the subscriptions were you know pushed off. So I was at a store, and I was thinking, oh god, we got to get food. We got to get food, and we did this, and we came back from Anaheim. We did the thing. We opened up the fridge. We opened up the pantry. And we just did kind of a check. And you're all going through this, too. A bag of gluten-free pretzel chips, the flat kind. Buffalo garlic cheese ones. Wow. There's a reason we're not eating them, but they're there. Can that mix with the tomato basil spaghetti sauce that's been sitting in the pantry without spaghetti? Or those odd-shaped macaronis, uh, pasta boxes you have that you're like, I don't, I don't eat seashells. They're in the back. Well, now you have them. What can you put together? Is this celery good? What is the expiration date on celery? We're going to find out. I think all you need to do is grab the celery, hold it straight out with your arm, and if the celery droops, you got two days to go. I think that's it. I don't know the science on it, but I think that's it. That can of kidney beans. Why does every pantry have a can of kidney beans? How did it get there? Did it come with the pantry when you moved into the house? Was it suddenly, hey, two cans of kidney beans. Look at this. Well, now you got to figure it out. The only use I know for kidney beans is taco salad and uh that's hard to come by these days i think that's why it's number fifth on my list you've got to learn how to eat this is the equivalent of being stuck out in the wilderness you're on a hiking trip you stop to tie your shoes the everyone walks on ahead and and you're lost and it's dusk, and the sun is uh, disappearing. Next thing you know, you're lost in the wilderness, and you spend two days in the mountains. By the first morning, you're learning how to eat grubs and what grubs go with what pine needles. You know? You know the beige grubs, just wrap them. It's like a, it's like a pine needle-wrapped grub, and I can survive. If I need to, that's where you are at right now in your quarantine. I'm just trying to give you guys information to get through this. I'm trying to help you. That's where you're at with this quarantine. Go into that pantry, swing those doors wide open, especially if you're in a city or country even that is going to be under stricter lockdowns. Stringent rules apply. And if you're looking over at some of us in LA, a lot of you listening are plugged into the local L.A. uh, YouTube movie pundit world. And God bless you for it, because you're all rallying around a lot of us. 
Were you already kind of were when some of us uh, got laid off from shows and everything. And you know what I'm talking about. You know who I'm talking about if you know about it. And you're rallying around and you're watching us. So it's almost like you've been living with this lockdown, this quarantine before you even actually have, right? But now it's hit. The time of this recording, I got I got listeners over in the UK who are like, well, here we go. Fruit, we're under it. Um, holy Zark, we're, we're in trouble. Quarantine's coming, lockdown's coming. Start stocking up. Mostly that just means, like our friend Graham just, just means three pallets of Guinness beer. But so you've been living through it, so I'm just trying, I'm ahead of you, is what I'm talking about. I am ahead of you, and I'm going to give you the skills needed. I'm going to give you the tips right here. So go through that pantry, grab the kidney beans, grab those three leftover marshmallows from a s'mores roast with your friends that you just put the marshmallows up there. Divvy them out, cut them up, cut them up. You know, this is this is that time. This is that time. The old black and white photos, the family of 19 trying to survive in the Dust Bowl, that's you right now. It might just be you and your flat. It might be you and your studio apartment. It might just be you, your girlfriend, two dogs, and a can of kidney beans. But this is your moment to get through it. That's number five. Number four. Daypart your life. This is a list of how to get through a quarantine. It's more of a mental battle than anything. I have been working from home for about two years. And for me, it was a culture shock situation when it finally happened. Because I'd been working straight, full-time jobs, two years. One of my jobs for... 11, 12 years of the 17 years I worked in uh, public safety, I was on call 24 hours a day, seven days a week. Never stopped. And when you thought, oh, it's Christmas morning, I can open up a gift, there's a call. Something's going on. So suddenly, January, February 2018, I find myself without a full-time job, trying to figure out the next steps. And I made a conscious decision. Hell, Let's just run up the credit cards, collect unemployment, live off what I have, and try to make a go of this. And I'm glad I did that. Talked seriously about that. Led to me writing the book, Why We Love Star Wars. Led to me finally getting out on my own on some things creatively. Led to some great things. I love it. Paying the, paying the price in other ways, but I love it. But I, fortunately... And others like me. There's a lot of people I know have been working freelance for a long time. We work at home. We work at home. So a lot of you who are, you know, a lot of you aren't even in, uh, you know, a creative industry. And I, that sounds bad to say. We're all creative people, but your job might be a little bit of, a, you know, different needs, different skills of use. But you can still go home and write a poem. You know what I mean? But a lot of you are having to now uh, work at home and you find yourself home. And I'm seeing these tweets. I'm seeing these tweets from a lot of people. I got my own, I got my own homework place. I got a little stand up desk. I put a, put a succulent on a table next to me. I, I, um, I got some TPS reports to go through. Uh, What do I do? Two days in, boom, you're going bonkers. Hear me now. Believe me later, Hans and Franz, but hear me now. I love making Saturday Night Live references to 40-year-old sketches. 
Can't believe that's almost, uh, it's about 30 years. Oh my God. Anyways, listen to me closely. You have to day part your day. What does that mean? I'm using the term day part as it uh, was used in radio. Songs are day parted. Uh, Shifts, personalities, jocks, they're day parted. Morning shows, you guys know morning shows, 6 to 10 a.m. That's a day part. 10 to 12, 10 to 2, 2 to 6, 7 to midnight, midnight to 6. Those are generally the radio shifts you hear out there. If you're listening to like a music station or even some talk stations, those are day parts. Divides the day up and music or talk, whatever the content is, is slightly adjusted throughout the day to match the day part, to match the demographics, to match the people that are listening to it. Heavier stuff on rock radio stations, generally played at night. Once Metallica, call at 9 p.m. 9 a.m., you're going to get a Bruce Springsteen song. Both are okay. I'm telling you right now, day part your day. When you get up, don't worry right now when you get up. When you get up. First two hours of my day, a little admin work around the house. A little work for the house. A little work for me. A little work for the guy. A job. If you don't have to be on a video conference call or, you know, something like that, you have a little freedom. I'm assuming a lot of you have a little freedom. Day parted out. A little admin work. Then we're going to get up to about, you know, 11, 12. We're going to start thinking about lunch, but we're not going to get there. We're going to go out and do it. We're going to do a chore for the house. Then we're going to have lunch. Then you get back to work. One to two, all right, two to three, 3.30. You're going to try to tell yourself one, but it's going to end up being two. That's fine. Load up another round of MLB The Show or Battlefront 2, play some Star Wars, pew, 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 whatever. Just when you, you say lunch is going to end at one, don't worry, it's going to be two because no one's, no one's there to tell you to come back. No one's there saying get your food to go. You're going to have the time, right? Start at two. Two to, two, th- two to 3.30 is your prime time work time. This is, and I kind of believe this is true for even in the office. This is when you actually get crap done. You need to turn off music. See, in the morning time, I'll go through. Let me check my Patreon page. Let me make sure. Do I have to promote any podcasts? What do I got to do? What do I got to do? I'll put on a YouTube video or maybe some music. Watch something. If I'm in the living room, turn something on. But 2 to 3.30... Everything's off. I'm concentrating on work I have to get. If some, if some writing to get done, that's when I get really down to it. Set up that time. Set up that work for the next two hours. Get it done. Get it done. Boom. Then you're out. Evening time. Early evening. You, yep. You're thinking about dinner. You might have a partner in the house. Maybe some kids. Start planning that. Start planning that. But then... I want you to get back to some of the work earlier today. Maybe if you can, take a little walk. It's not full workout mode yet, but you're getting there. Then you got dinner. Enjoy it. You earned it. And then you get back to it. Set up tomorrow's work. Seven to nine is looking at what you got to do tomorrow, looking at what you got to set up, looking at what you forgot today, looking at what you pushed off from yesterday, push that off to about two more days, I do that. Tuesday, DMV, 2 p.m. I'll put a note down for myself. Tuesday comes, and I go, hey, let's do it tomorrow. 
And tomorrow comes and I, I push it to a week. But that's what you got to do in that period of time. Then get some work and workouts in. I don't care what you got to do. Get some physical activity, a little cardio, a little push-ups. Got a, you've got a gym in your house, got something like that, some access to that. Get some bands, some push-up bars, whatever. Give yourself, give yourself that half hour, hour. Um, you know, you don't need to be the rock, but you need to keep your body moving. Then, ten o'clock, the kids are in bed. Whatever's going to go ten to midnight. You got the night to yourself. You've earned it, kid. Day part your day so you don't go crazy. It all it all starts to roll into one. The amount of people I've been talking to are like, hey, you want to come on my live stream? And I'm like, yeah, sure. Uh, when's that? They're like, oh, the 25th. I'm like, well, that was two days ago. And they're like, no, that's actually four days from now. But I thought it was three. I don't know. What day is it? What time is it? That's what you hear a lot. It's like you're all stuck in a casino. No clocks. No sense of normalcy. Day part your day. Believe me. The number three thing you need to do to get through a quarantine, it's similar to day part thing. It's tiny, but it's important. And it's going to keep your sense of that normalcy. It's going to keep your sense of what am I doing with my life? It's going to keep your sense of this isn't a vacation, right? That's important. A lot of people confused. They understand the actual situation in the world they get it they don't want to catch this they don't want to give it to anyone else they understand the economic issues surrounding it they're okay with that but there's also the sense of whoo get another bottle of wine it's it's two o'clock somewhere we're drinking here's this one thing this one little tip that i'm telling you matters put on shoes not slippers i do i just bought a new pair of slippers Hot damn, they're good. I love a good slipper. And I get the hard rubber bottom so I can take them outside. I could drive for two miles in in slippers and not bat an eye. I've walked to 7-Eleven in slippers. Don't tell the public. No one knows, though. So much I love slippers. Completely, slippers that completely envelop my foot, that they wrap no back end, no, no Achilles heel hanging out of my slippers. Soft, fuzzy shoes is what I want. But that doesn't count. I am telling you, I don't care when you get up. I try to maintain a 8 a.m., 8.30 a.m., ah, hell, 9 a.m. wake-up time, right? It doesn't matter. You could be a 6 a.m. spring chicken getting worms and whatnot, or you can be, you know, the other day I texted, I'll keep that friend's identity secret, but the other day I I texted a friend, and uh, he said, uh, oh, crap, I just got, it's like 1130, I just got up. No judgment, no judgment. I don't care when you get up. As soon as you're settled, whatever you do, I don't run right away to the shower. I get a cup of coffee, check the morning news, whatever I need to do, right? Then I'll shower. After that, now, that might be one of the steps, shower, but I think everyone assumes that. They overlook this next step. Put on the shoes. Put on shoes. I'm telling you. Once the socks go on and the shoes go on, and you might never leave the house. And I know, I know, some of you have no shoes on the inside rules. You might, these are trying times. You might have to jettison that rule right now. 
come back to it. It will, it will return to normal at one, at one point. You can tell everyone, take the shoes off, you know, whatever you got to do. If you got to get some of those little booties that film production crews have on, you know, sets that need to stay, stay clean or a green screen or something like that, get the little, get the little sock booties, whatever. But I'm telling you, put on the socks, and put on shoes. You'll feel like you're a functioning human being. You'll feel it in your toes. You are normal. You have prepared for the day. You could run away if you need to. You can go in the backyard, go out on the balcony, go into the kitchen for fear, uh, no fear of step, stepping on crumbs or Legos. You, you got shoes on and you can take on the world. You'll feel better. Slippers, God bless them. They're perhaps a top five creation from God. You know? Slippers sent from heaven. I could do a whole show on slippers. But if you've got slippers on or some big oversized socks or you're, God forbid, barefoot like Britney Spears on a road trip, I don't care. Get the slippers on. You're lazy, man. You're lazy. You're, you're inherently lazy. You just, your body is going to tend towards laziness. It's just what it is. Don't worry about it. Don't judge yourself. There'll be time for slippers. That 10 p.m. range, when I told you to day part your day, that 10 p.m. range, that's your slipper time. That's where you want the slips. Put on the shoes. Get into life. You might be quarantined. You might not be able to step outside. You got shoes on, and you're going to be okay. The number two way... To get through a quarantine here on Life Ranked on the Knapsack Files podcast feed. Thanks for listening. Thanks for subscribing. Subscribing or subscribing. I don't care. Just do it. The number two thing on how to get through a quarantine. Eh, Just run through scenarios of where to run when society collapses. This isn't a zombie apocalypse. People are dying. People are sick. There's a lot of uncertainty. So with that fully in mind, we just got to know, generally speaking, this ain't the end. Now, it might be the end times, but it ain't the end. But I, at least once or twice a day, go to my living room window, look out, look out on the street in front of me. I sense the city. I live in. I sense this, the town, the county, the state, the country, the world. I sense it all once or twice a day. Look out the window. I swear to you, I do. And I think to myself, where do we go when this all goes? Oh, you've day parted your day. You've had kidney beans with some frosting. You've put the slippers aside and put on some nice shoes. You've done all the things you need to do to get through a quarantine, but I'm telling you, take a moment to prepare for the worst. Mention this on a real show. We've been trained for this. We've been watching so many movies. And that alien ship lands and it cracks into the pavement and you're with Tom Cruise looking over into the hole, a burning, smoking hole that once was your city street. When do you run? 
when the asteroid is hurtling towards Earth and they say, this is not a drill, when and where do you run? Have a plan. Get out of town. I recently posted this to my uh, Patreon supporters who participate in my Discord. And we have... um, we have uh, something called the Daily Discord, which is a conversation generally started by me every Thursday. We have uh, team members do it. And I asked this today. I said, you know, if this were a zombie apocalypse, where would you head first? Uh, the mall, a cabin in the woods, abandoned prison, somewhere else? What's the plan? And those aren't all the answers. Those aren't the only choices. But what kind of person are you? Are you the type of person that says, when the planes start falling out of the sky, I'm going to run to a mall? Now, I could go to a mall. I've told you all this before. I could go to the Northridge Fashion Center, Northridge, California, and I could live quite nicely for a year or so. I know the weak points, and there are some. There's some access points that are hard to clamp down. There's some safety uh, points. There's some secret areas. I know it all. I know a closet, a maintenance closet that I could get in, secure, and even if the zombies got into the mall, I could be in that little secret closet for a while. Eating. Got some tools in there to fend them off. Could be quiet. Could peek out. I'm telling you. But you might be someone else. You, you might be someone uh, who wants to stay where you are. You might know your house. You might know your city. You might be a person who wants to run to the woods. I've been talking with my friend Roger Craig Smith and my other friend Mark Riley. You all know them. When did we go to the woods? Maybe a abandoned prison. I don't know. It seems like in a lot of shows and movies, though, so, so, someone ends up at a prison. I wouldn't do that. Here's some, uh, here's some uh, answers uh, today. Now, we have this something in our Discord. We've, we've started something, uh, uh, jokingly started something called the TNF Bunker. I keep saying, if this, we could all pull our resources together, find ourselves a nice bunker somewhere, me and the Knapsack Files listeners run into safety. So I'm uh, trying to find a centralized location. I'm blessed with, with listeners in a lot of parts of the country, a lot of parts of the world, quite frankly, but we're trying to find a centralized location. I have a feeling it will be Delaware, but we're going to find a spot, maybe Vermont. We're going to find a spot, and, and we're going to get people safely there. So this is some of the answers from my people in Discord when I ask this question. Uh, Tamor says he's going to hold down the fort. He's going to send some word out to a fellow Discord Patreon member, John Mariano, and coordinate a trip to the TNF bunker, activate security protocols, and start making contact with all members of this community. That is great. I have a lot of experience with emergency response plans, training to, for them, learning them, writing them, designing them, ensuring the, that the, the policies are known. A lot of experience doing that. And, and, there's, and I always boil it down to simple stuff. And if there was an earthquake or there was some sort of explosion, something bad, there were two rally points, and we just knew, no questions asked, you get to one of those two spots, and then we will regroup and reassess. Tamor's doing that. He's going to hold down his fort, going to work on getting to the safe spot, and then get everyone else on board, reassess. That's good. That's good planning, Tamor. Christian says, Christian underscore seven, we call him. He says, except for the, except for the TNF bunker. Again, that bunker. Probably some remote house where I have the high ground. That's smart. Find the high ground. Alice says she's going to be heading to the bunker with us. John Mariano. 
who was featured in today's Five Extra Minutes, a Patreon-only show. We, we uh, conducted an interview. Uh, he says, Shelter Island, it's off of Long Island, far less populated. A short boat ride gets me there. That's smart. Now, uh, you know, John's not factoring in the bunker, but that's okay because that's this thing. Um, but I like what John says here because you got – it's kind of a high ground here, but you get a boat, a short boat ride. You can see what's coming. Now, I do worry about you getting off. But this is kind of a last stand situation. Society's fallen. I like that, John. Graham Butler over in the UK says the Highlands, probably in a black taxi. I like that. Bring a kelp. Sarah, Sarah Risley. She's a great planner. She's a great coordinator. She's an event coordinator. I am um, very close to making her the Knapsack Files Afternoons with Josh Ken Amanda official program coordinator. She's so good at planning events. She says this, real talk, I live between two large, heavily armed military bases, so I'll be heading there or to work. I know that may sound weird, but I work at a very secure, secluded location, plus my desk probably already has at least months worth of supplies and snacks. I love that thinking. She's ready to go even if she's at the office. God forbid she's got a family. She can't get the family, but she's got snacks. She'll find a way. All right. <clears throat> so going down here. Uh, Manuela who's uh, a name I say wrong and, and all my listeners love when I say the names wrong because they love seeing how close I can get without telling me and God bless them. They all follow the cue from uh, Tamor of House of Buddha. She says, I stay right here, her house, if I could. If I couldn't get to the TNF bunker, I live in a house in the back. All around our other houses are walls so no zombie inside. That's good. So she's what she's thinking is, I might have trouble getting out, but you're going to have trouble getting in. I like this. And Auntie says, I would probably bury my head in the sand. Fortunately, there's still a lot of frost on the ground. It might cause some pain. And I think you have to know. That's, that's somewhat of a joke there, but you out there listening, you might have to know if society breaks down, are you going to be the type that just freaks out and, and can't function? Or are you going to break down? Who in your life can pull you forward? Who's your Tamor? That's, that's what you got to ask. Who's your Tamor? Old Handsaw, he just, uh, he wants to go underground. Well, zombies won't be looking there. I'm not a zombie expert. I don't know if zombies don't go underground or not. Someone tell me that. He also wants to wear jumpsuits. Hobbit Feet Andy says he works on an army base. I'll just stay there. I mean, that's safe. That's probably where, probably where I go. Pete Rich wants to go to the Louisville Slugger factory. I think he's closer to that than I am. Wants to uh, take a little walking dead, get a barbed wire back going. Barbed wire bat's good. My, I, my, Fred Logan has, we have, we're pro wrestling together. I mean, I'm, he owns the company. I'm not as active anymore at all, but he actually has an actual real barbed wire bat. I've held it and I've swung it. That's a good weapon. That's a good weapon. So Pete Rich, that's smart. That's smart. And uh, finally, Christy McGee, we call her ball drop McGee around these parts. She says, we've got a cabin up north ready to go. I don't know how big that cabin is offline. I'm going to talk to Christy about making that the TNF bunker. We'll pay a monthly fee for the time that we're using it. That's step two. Run through the scenarios of where to run when society collapses. You take in one car, you take in two. What road? I always say, no, the freeways, no, the freeways, no, the alternate routes. I mean, I do this in real life. I'm telling you earthquakes, whatever. I got to go. I got to go. Something's going on. Something's on the way to L.A. that I need to run. I I know and they're all going to be a little crowded, all going to be a little chaotic, but I'm going to try to take uh, alternate routes as best I can and get on out. All right, we're going to take a quick break. 
On the other side of the break, we are going to give you the number one thing you need to know to get through a quarantine. You got it? You feel it? Good. Stick around. We're going to reset. And Life Run continues here in the Napster Files podcast feed. Here on Life Ranked on the Knapsack Files podcast feed, talking about how to get through a quarantine. Talked about learning how to eat the things in the pantry that you might have forgotten were there. And more. For day part out your life, kids, you don't want to go crazy. Manage it. Manage it. Three, put on shoes. Come on, you hobo. Put on shoes. Be like a functioning real person. Be a real boy or girl. To run through some scenarios of where to run and how to run and what you need to do when society collapses. Yeah, it's a little dark. Uh, you know, you got to think about these things. It'll get you through the day. It'll take up a lot of your time. The number one. The number one thing you need to know to get through a quarantine is brought to you by my book, Why We Love Star Wars. If you'd like to uh, fall in love with Star Wars all, all over again want to take a journey through the fandom with me go check out why we love star wars available wherever fine books are sold including an audiobook read by me or you can get the german version not read by me i don't know if there's an audiobook version of it i'd like that someone want to read it talk to the publisher all right go pick up why we love star wars the number one thing you need to know to get through a quarantine is this are you listening are you listening we bring the house band down here's the number one thing you need to know number one thing you need to do, number one thing to get you through a quarantine is this. Stay inside. Whoa. Mind blown. I know. Look at this. I'm not happy with the situation right now either. I worry about the economics of it all. I don't know. Can we last even 10 more days, 15 more days? Experts say nine to ten months. Experts say in two weeks we'll be fine. It, it, you know, I get it. A lot of confused information out there. I try to go to sources. I try to go to actual scientific uh, scientific data. I turn off uh, my mind when it comes to, you know, that I'm not watching or paying attention to the news or the Twitter timelines or the press conferences, but it's all just loud noises. I need to know exactly what's going to happen in front of me. I'm not going to, you know, stimulus package, great, good. When, when it comes across my desk, let me know. I'm paying attention, but I'm not being overwhelmed by it. But here's the thing that's getting me. It's the stay inside thing. Stay the beep inside if you're told. If you can avoid it. Please. Go in the store? Fine. Go in the bank? Fine. Go in the post office? Fine. I had to do that today. I'm not going to lie to you. I had to do that today. I had to mail some stuff out because that's with my business. That's how I get money. That's part of my operations. I had to go out. I went out with gloves. I did that thing. I was the crazy glove person. I'm okay with that. I'm okay with being super cautious here. And you know what? Two weeks when it's all fine and it's a souped up flu and I told you so, I told you so, I'm fine with what I did. I'm fine with the actions of many leaders, um, local, specifically local. We got to do what we got to do and we always got to err on the side of humans. So if you're being told this, I've talked about this here on the feed, but I'm saying it again. There might be things that you don't know. Don't be the guy like the story I told 
who wanted to get past the police tape, past me on a bomb threat situation where the robot was there picking up the device because he needed his damn socks at JCPenney. Don't be that guy. Or don't be his wife who stood next to him supporting his decision to yell at me. Don't be that. You can go out for a walk again. I'm using the word quarantine with some quotes around it because we've all agreed to use that term. But what happened in L.A. this weekend pissed me off. It's only going to make things worse because you're going to start affecting some other people. That's bad. You don't want to be the person that gets someone killed, right? Don't kill my grandmother. Please. And I won't kill yours. Deal? Question mark? Shake hands. We're good. Suddenly this weekend, and it was a nice, beautiful weekend. LA. Yep, I got it. The sun was out. And I know I am fortunate right now to be renting a house as a backyard. I'm fortunate. Some people, a lot of people in this city, a lot of people I know, a lot of people I work with in apartments. Totally get it. Totally get it. I'm not shaming any person who stepped outside on my Twitter feed, my Instagram feed this week. However, here's exactly what happened. Everyone said, eh, you know what I really love? Hiking. You know what I really love? The beach. Those are already kind of packed things in L.A., but I can't remember the last time I've been to the beach in L.A. And there's people going to the beach. There's people going hiking. Again, you could do it responsibly. So I'm not shaming anybody who's going. I don't like shaming anybody. If you went out and you went out responsibly, fine. Again, I went out today. To the post office, end of the store. I did what I needed to do. I stayed far away when I needed to. I apologized when I had to cross a path real quick. I think everyone is generally being well behaved, at least here in beautiful Burbank. But the city, the city, you're hearing these people, you know, those spring breaker kids, you saw that. But it's you got adults who are waiting for testing, flying in planes, going to public gyms. Going to private gyms, you got you got all those kind of all those stories you're hearing. Some might be true, some might be half truths. I don't care, but you're seeing it. You're seeing it. You're seeing it online. It happens so much so that our mayor, I'm not a big fan of the LA mayor, but our mayor did what I think is right and was like literally posted. I'm paraphrasing, but he literally posted, "Hmm, all of you went hiking into the beach this weekend and didn't really honor the spirit of the." Shelter at home, safer at home, stay home kind of edict we put out there. We want to give you all a little bit of wiggle room. We want to treat you like adults. We want to let you go outside, take your dog potty, and get some fresh air. We get it. We need to survive. Some of you need to work. And the essential business list was generous. It was generous. I I looked over the list. Because a lot of my podcast partners and I were like still going, well, we could probably record in person this week. We're listed podcasts. I don't think the Knapsack Files is what they mean when they say essential podcasting businesses. They might be getting information out there, news related and everything. But we all decided, all the different shows, let's just, you know, respect the spirit of the, of the ruling. Shows that we're, you know, trying our best here, being a good example. Stay at home. We'll find find ways to do it. Three podcasts 
afternoons for center guest on Billy Patterson's show. We were supposed to do in person. We, we switched that idea. I think Billy was afraid I was a zombie to be blunt, but um, we all did it because you know why this all sucks. It sucks. Not just because we're inside having to watch Netflix more than we prepared for. You can finally finish this weird. It's like we as a nation are watching Tiger King, which I haven't done yet. I don't. I don't know. This sucks. But now, because of careless fools thinking you're above it, not paying attention, and I've seen it. I've seen it in 17 years of a job in which I had to tell many people no. Well, why? You don't need to know. You can't know. You just need to know that the answer is no. You can't do that. You can't be here. You can't walk through here. I need you to step aside. One time, here's human humanity and human nature to a T. In the public safety mall business, which, by the way, I seem to be talking about, I used to never talk about this because it's such a, you mention it, people make fun of you. You mention it, they misunderstand the business. All those kind of conversations. Uh, you've heard me say that stuff before. But I'm now, maybe because I'm five years removed from it, I'm just talking about it more and more and more. Eventually I might write about it. There was a long time ago. In, 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 the, mall, in the mall divisions for security companies uh, and, and how you manage mall security, there's a, a term generally used like a wet spill. That's a, a coffee spill, water spill. Someone put some liquid on the ground. Now, most malls have slick, slick surfaces, slick tile. You can't see it. And they try their best. They, a lot of these malls are being refreshed around the, the world. A lot of these lifestyle centers, even the ones on the outside, they try to, you know, water is spilled. It's a problem. So what happens? People slip on it. And they legitimately hurt themselves. And then, even though it's their fault, or they walked right through it, or maybe it's not their fault. Maybe you were looking up at the Orange Julius and you slipped. No matter what, you're going to file a claim. You're going to file a lawsuit. Automatically, years ago, it was automatically, if they wanted to even settle, we're talking tens of thousands of dollars. So that's part of our job was liability, liability protection. I can tell, I cannot tell you how many court cases I have been depositioned. I have been on the stand. And deposition, and they and they grill you, the defense attorneys and the, or the prosecution prosecution attorneys or whatever you want to say. Um, yeah, it's, I guess it'd be prosecuted. They're prosecuting me on the stand, so yeah, they're grilling you. They're grilling my education. They sit you down. Oh, so what? Are you, what? Was a director of public safety. Oh, how far did you go in school? Uh, I went to college, and oh yeah, but you didn't you didn't finish well. I mean, I got my certificate in film and video production and writing and and. AA, but then I started my radio career. What are we talking about? And they'll just grill you. Oh, so you didn't, you just, you kind of stopped your education. I've been deposed by lawyers who have just literally done everything in their power to paint me as stupid. And they go through these wet spills when someone slips and falls. I, I was still working at Collider. Collider. And I got pulled back into a lawsuit. I had to go talk to a lawyer. And it was a lawyer defending us, defending my old company, the mall I worked for. And they still grilled me coming up with, all right, so 
Let me. The mall closes at nine. Yeah, yeah. So nine oh one. You you yourself walk around and and look for any liability hazards. Well, no, I'm I'm home by that time. I, I leave usually about five five thirty six. Okay, but someone does at nine oh one. They walk around the mall looking for because someone in this case someone had slipped at like ten fifty at night. There were employee leaving their store and they slipped and they like ripped up their knee legitimately, and they're ripping into me. Why am I telling you the story? Why does this connect with the quarantine? Why does this connect with our mayor and probably the mayor in your city or the governor in your state or the prime minister in your country? Uh, why are they putting the lockdown on? I'll tell you why. The reason I'm telling you, I'm painting this picture because these slip and falls are serious business. And by the way, the amount of people who fake them are impressive. And I've seen a lot of those. That was part of my job. And it was it sucked because it sucked. You'd walk up and there'd be a 75-year-old grandma on the ground, her ankle twisted, crying, blood on her chin. You knew everything in the world pointed that this was legit. But my job was to dispassionately interview her, help her, get her up, all those things I need to do. But even then, I have to be careful. I couldn't. It was like a, we always talk about how Jedi. Jedi can't. They're for defense, right? They're not to attack the Jedi way. Protection, defense. You never strike out. I'd have to wait. I'd walk up to this bloody-faced, broken-ankled grandmother, and I couldn't offer her a wheelchair, anything, ice pack, until she asked for it. Because if I came up on the scene, or one of my officers came up on the scene, number one, yanked her up too soon, maybe caused more damage. I've seen that. I saw a girl jump from a parking structure, but not high enough to kill herself. Being blunt with y'all. Saw her fall off. She hurt herself, but she was okay. It wasn't that Hi, but she did jump off. We have video footage of it. We also have video footage of her laying on the ground, crying in pain. Understandable. And a very nice old gentleman came by, saw her on the ground, offered assistance, picked her up, broke her back during the process because it was already in a, in a bad state. So me and my employees, me and my officers have to be very careful. So I can't walk up and go, oh, uh, let me get you an ice pack because then I'm showing some sort of culpability. Showing the liability. I walked up and I saw she was hurt. I'm not a doctor. I don't know if that's ankle. Ankle is broken. It's twisted. Turn the other direction and a bone's popping out. But I don't know. That's how important this stuff is because it's big money. You want to know why you pay a lot of high prices at these uh, restaurants and stores and everything? This is They're all paying into this stuff. We do have a Sue Happy nation for sure. But also, again, sometimes people are legitimately hurt. All that to say can get to the point. All that to say, there was one night, I was walking around with my, um, I, was, I was an officer, I was a sergeant, so I was a uniformed sergeant. I was walking around, I was walking around with our assistant director, it was plain closed, but gun on his hip, radio, um, uh, retired uh, sheriff deputy, had, had injured out, so he was a young guy, real good shape. Uh, and then... With us as well were two off-duty LAPD officers. One guy named Rudy was a bigger dude, like he was a sergeant. He was a desk sergeant, and, and his his healthier days were behind him. He was he was an admin. Eventually became the like the driver for the division's captain, and a good dude. I actually wrote some scripts with him. But he was a, he was a huskier dude, big dude. So other guys. So there's a wet spill. There's a wet spill. So what we have to do until the janitorial staff, you call it in, you get whether a store tells you about it or a customer or you yourself find it, you call it in. Uh, Sam went to control, got a wet spill zone three lower. Show me standing by till housekeeping arrives. All right, they're sending housekeeper. So we're standing around this wet spill. 
And the three of us, one of the officers, uh, we say he kept going. It's me, my assistant director, and this uh, off-duty LAPD sergeant. And we are literally like a, a triangle around the wet spill to make sure no one walks in it. Because there's nothing worse than you have a wet spill and you know it's there and, and someone still walks through and hurts himself, right? Then now you're really on the hook for it. So we're so close to each other that we're rubbing shoulders. It's a, it's a triangle of protection. A guy, probably 30s, mid-30s at the time, is walking towards us. I make eye contact with him. I go, oh, hey, sir, sorry, uh, go around. Now, I don't, I, why I even did that, I don't know. He was far enough away. I guess I, I just, he was straight for us. And he had a look on his face because you know it. You know it. He, was, he didn't like the authority that was challenging him. He did not like that he had three guys in front of him who seemed to be blocking him from his straight path in a mall. He really needed to go get some express jeans for men. I go, hey, oh, so we're sorry. We got a, we got a wet spill. He grunts, pushes past my boss and the sergeant, pushes past me, and slips in the wet spill. That is what L.A. was today. And this weekend, I should say. Not today, this weekend. L.A. collectively was a bunch of people pushing past guidelines, safety guidelines to slip on a wet spill. And now my city's on more of a lockdown and it's going to get worse. So you want to know the number one way to get through a quarantine for the love of all things. Holy stay inside, go out when you really need to go out, observe rules, observe common decencies, Observe common sense, but stay inside. Because when you do, it's not just about the virus. It's about lowering numbers, flattening curves. Also, it is about the people out there trying to keep us safe as best they know because they're confused, probably scared too. But they're trying to help us get through it faster than planned. And you're not helping if you're pushing past them to slip on that wet spell. Just some food for thought. Follow those five steps, and you too just might get through a quarantine situation. Thanks for listening to Life Ranked here on the Knapsack Files podcast feed. As I said before, if you want to support, you can go to patreon.com slash catnapsack. Go to my website, catnapsack, if you want to support over there. Go to twitch.tv slash catnapsack if you want to follow me on Twitch. I'll be doing... The video games like I normally do, Road to the Show, MLB The Show 20, uh, Battlefront 2, all those kind of things. But also Lego builds. We're building some Legos on Twitch. So hang out with me, build some Legos all on Twitch. Uh, a lot of other things out there. Don't forget the afternoons of Josh Cannon and Amanda. Force Center podcast, Casterly Talk, still going strong. And that baseball podcast, I'll tell you more about it when I finally figure that all out very shortly because we're going to be talking baseball whether it's around or not we'll see you next week we'll get through this together be safe be healthy bye